Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single day. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, here with you as we are every single weekday, again, off on Saturdays and Sundays. We had someone tweet at me last week that I'm lying to the people every day. It's every weekday that we're here with you, I guess every workday that we give you all the news you need to know here on the Big Ten. And of course, you can follow us at Locked On Big Ten, at Locked On Big One Zero. I am at Nate with Sports. Any comments, complaints, feel free to send them there. People have not been hesitating to do so, so far. And yes, I do know Rondale Moore is in the NFL now. I was too chicken to call Jacob Rude out on it last week because I, I had that little like voice in my head saying, is he still there? He's not still there, right? I I didn't want to be the one that was wrong. And in fact, I ended up making us both look stupid. But yes, we both knew Rondale Moore was in the NFL. Jacob just messed up talking about it. And I just didn't want to call him out on it during the show. It was his first time on. I'm still new here too. We're still getting our feet under us. So give us some time here as we start to figure things out. Jay Stevens has been around this show for a long time, though. He's one of the people who's helped me get started along the way here. And he'll be in to join with us in just a moment to break down Big Ten defensive backs. Our position previews come to a close today. And whether or not we touched on everyone you think we should have, again, you guys are letting us know over at the Twitter accounts. But we've got more DBs to discuss later on tomorrow on the show. Actually, we got LBs today, linebackers with Jay Stevens. Defensive backs coming up with Kevin McGuire tomorrow. Right now, though, we've got to update you on everything going on in the Big Ten. Then we'll get to Jay and talk linebackers, the captains of those defenses. Before we get going on anything else, if you followed us on Twitter at LockedOnBig10, you know we've been keeping track of the Olympic medal count this year as it goes to the Big Ten. Because all sorts of athletes representing these Big Ten schools are over in Tokyo, or I should say were over in Tokyo now as the games wrap up. And all the schools, by the end of everything ended up taking home at least one medal, which is really cool. 10 schools brought home medals in 2016. This year, we got all 14 institutions in the Big Ten getting at least some sort of medal representation. So that's really awesome. Three of those schools, Rutgers, Illinois, and Purdue, had to wait till the very last days to get their medals. The women's volleyball team ended up getting them their first and only medals at the games. But as far as the final count goes for medals, in first place, Indiana. The Hoosiers take home 11 medals overall. Michigan right behind with 10 left. Then a drop down to Penn State, who finishes third with six medals. Jumped into that third place spot by getting two in volleyball right there at the end. They passed up Ohio State, who finishes up with four. A bunch of schools there with three medals. Rutgers, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota. With two medals, Illinois, Maryland, and Northwestern, and then with a single medal, Purdue, uh, Michigan State, and Iowa. Iowa doing it, one medal, one athlete. So good efficiency there from the Hawkeyes. But that was fun to do throughout all of these games. Bragging rights go to the Hoosiers, but we knew that they and Michigan were going to be really, really good here with the swimmers that they put out and really just everything else that they do across the board with those Olympic sports as well. So we knew we knew that was, excuse me, what was going to be happening there. 
and it ended up being an outstanding Olympics. Again, a total of 51 medals, 52 on my count, because I did have Mike Hickson getting one for Michigan and Indiana. Again, and if you're worried about the numbers, Indiana finishes with 11, Michigan with 10. I put a medal on each school's resume for Hickson, who got silver in synchronized diving, was a graduate of Indiana and a grad assistant at Michigan. So if you were worrying about that scorekeeping, I feel like there's a way you could only give Indiana that point, but only being the grad assistant, not actually ever diving at Michigan. I feel like at the very least, if you're going to give Michigan the point, you have to give Indiana one too. So I thought about it. I don't think there's any way where you could argue that Michigan should be getting the only medal there from Hickson and then being tied with Indiana. I think Indiana does get the outright win as far as the medals go. But that's a look at our medal count in the Big Ten. It was fun to keep track of. And of course, a whole bunch to add on right there at the end with volleyball to round out again all 14 Big Ten schools coming home with at least one medal in Tokyo. Huge. Huge for the conference, huge for all the schools involved, and of course, a big thing to be able to put on that resume for anyone looking to come in to the Big Ten athletic programs. Big recruiting tool, of course, for all those sports. As we move on, other news around the Big Ten. I'm losing my voice apparently right now on a Monday. In other news, in the NFL, some news for a former Big Ten player, Lorenzo Neal Jr., the former Purdue defensive lineman, has signed a deal with the Denver Broncos. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to him. And again, as we mentioned, the USA women's volleyball team ends up winning gold. There were eight Big Ten representatives who come home with medals as a result of that win. A few others on the Big Ten served as alternates and don't get medals as a result of that. But again, still on that team, dominated by Big Ten talent as the Big Ten dominates volleyball in college athletics as well. So no surprise there. And then finally, only other thing I had, some sad news out of Penn State. Adisa Isaac, defensive end, suffered an undisclosed injury over the weekend that they say over at Penn State will cost him likely the entire season. Again, they're not putting out what that injury was, an undisclosed injury that they say was, quote, unrelated to football training. So it seems like it was something off the football field that happens. Maybe we'll find out at some point what's going on with Adisa Isaac, but all we know right now is that it looks like he'll be out, if not for the vast majority of the entire Penn State football season. So they'll have to try to work around that injury. Well, we talked defensive linemen on Friday with Matt Sheehan. We move back in the defense now to the linebacker units. What does Jay Stevens have to say about where the best of the best lie as far as the leaders of the defenses in the Big Ten? We'll talk to Jay about all of it in just a moment. You're listening into a Monday edition of Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. I got to tell you a little bit about Stat Hero because it's really unlike any other sort of daily fantasy sports that you have played. Listen, fantasy sports used to be the new big thing. Then daily fantasy sports was the new big thing. But now that everyone has that daily option there, what's next? What's the newest thing? I think Stat Hero might have it. These guys do things differently over there. So in normal daily fantasy sports sites, you go to the site, you play against everybody else, and the top whatever percent of people end up making money. It ends up being about 85% of people who just straight up lose money ending up playing this way. Stat Hero does it a little bit different. Instead of you playing against everybody everybody else, it's you against the house. Stat Hero puts up its daily fantasy lineup, and if you beat it, you win the bet. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Makes your odds a whole lot better, and it's really the only thing that kept me from playing daily fantasy sports at all up to this point. I'm not st stupid. I can do the math. I see that if thousands of players are playing alongside me, even if I know what I'm doing, the odds of me ending up in that top whatever percent 
is really just to luck. If you're playing against the house, against a single lineup, that's something that you can beat. The lineup that you can go and use your smarts to put up against and go and beat Vegas with. Now, again, it's never easy to beat Vegas when it comes to your sports betting, but it was impossible to do before the way these sports betting books had their daily fantasy set up. Stat Hero is completely different. It's all about making sure that you have the best chance to win. And again, you know what you're going up against. You don't have to just beat the top best of the best. You just beat whatever Stat Hero says they're putting out there. And they let you see it too. Go to stathero.com slash locked on right now and sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. That's three times back. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on to find out more about what they're all about. And of course, to make that good money too. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single day. Alongside our Monday co-host, Jay Stevens of the Locked On Buckeyes podcast, I'm Nate Dickinson. We have Jay in today to talk linebackers as we preview every position and team in this conference going into the football season. Jay, at the linebacker spot, I talked to you before we went on on air here. I wanted to ask you about Ohio State, guys, just because... Everything we've done so far, quarterback, running back, wide receivers, the guys in the trenches, offensive, defensive line, in every single one of those categories, Ohio State has been, if not at the top, in the conversation among guys who could be at the top come the end of the season. It's just how good Ohio State is. But as I started to prep up the linebacker stuff here, I didn't feel like I had to make that disclaimer of, yes, Ohio State could just beat everybody, but here's everybody else. I feel like in this group, this may be the first group where we have a group of position players and linebackers that might be able to stack up with Ohio State across the rest of the conference. you feel the same? Yeah. Um, linebacker position, when you lose four guys to the NFL with Justin Hilliard, who wasn't off the bench but still got an undrafted free agent signing, you had three other starting linebackers. Their names escape me right now. Just forgive me. Baron Browning went to the, to the Broncos. Pete Warner's with the Saints. And then Tough Borland, I got all I got all of them, is with the Vikings, another undrafted free agent. So you got four linebackers, four senior leaders, one guy in Hilliard who was off the bench basically because of injuries. I think he should have played last year. But you have a hole. Ohio State's one changing their defense from a 4-3 to a 4-2-5, moving one linebacker from the from inside the box consistently, having more of a hybrid, they're going to call it the bullet position and linebacker DB combination. But Ohio State's linebackers haven't had significant snaps on the field. Kavon Pope, uh, Dallas Gant, Taraj Mitchell, maybe see some, some Cody Simon in there. You're going to see some guys, some names you haven't heard of before because Ohio State has not needed these guys to play because the guys that are in front of them are just that good. They're NFL caliber guys, which, Nate, to your, your, your comment, the next two positions, linebacker and defensive back, you may ha- have a couple guys you talk about, but it won't be like they're going to be dominating the entire conversation because Ohio State in the defensive back and linebacker rooms, they have talent. But a lot of the talent has not been put on display on Saturday afternoons. Yeah, that's where I wanted to go next. Like, where is the ceiling for these guys, like at least this season, Jay? Because Ohio State has such a high standard there that when we're talking about guys maybe not living up to the expectations, expectations of previous seasons you forget that those expectations are still really really high and we could still have really really productive football players here without them meeting those high expectations so when you talk about the guys here at this linebacker spot for the Buckeyes it's something where like I'm 
hesitant to say that these guys aren't going to be effective or at least aren't going to be hugely impactful because it's Ohio State. You know the talent's there, and you know the opportunity is going to be there for these guys to break out. Where do you feel like the ceiling is for these guys, at least to where they could stand up across the rest of the Big Ten? I will say the ceiling is to be determined because it all depends on how they react, how they play off of the guys up front. You got Haskell Garrett, everybody knows about. You got Teron Vincent, who's probably going to be your nose tackle this year. And you're going to have guys like Antoine Jackson, Jerron Cage, inside the interior of the defensive line, clogging up the offensive linemen from getting to the second level. Those guys doing their job, that's very vital and important for the linebackers to do their job. If the guys up front, the D tackles, defensive ends, Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste, the other guys that are there, if they don't do their jobs, no, it doesn't matter who's playing linebacker. They can't do theirs. So the ceiling itself is to be determined. I think they'll play well. I think they'll surprise people. Even with a new defense, new def- base defensive formation, I still think they'll play well. I just don't know the ceiling just yet because it all depends on how the chemistry is between the D-line and the linebackers. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun to see, and we've talked about it with this Ohio State team throughout pretty much all of these positions, about how even if C.J. Stroud isn't great, he's going to have great players around him to help him get better. It's the same thing on the defensive side of the ball, too. But if you're looking for one spot where maybe Ohio State's a little bit vulnerable, maybe it is that linebacker and defensive backs. But again, it's not a lack of talent. It's a lack of just proven talent. Is That's just the expectation that Ohio State fans have. But again, we've talked a lot about the Buckeyes. I made a deal with the Buckeyes last week, Jay, that there's going to be a whole lot of the Buckeyes are just better than everybody else in these position previews. So as long as I give that disclaimer, I don't have to talk too much about them. So the Ohio State Buckeyes may just be better than everybody else when it comes to this too. But as we go down the rest of the conference here, what are some of the schools that are kind of sticking out to you as to where these linebackers are going to be able to make really big impacts as the leaders of these defenses? Well, the first name is going to come to my mind. It's going to go to Indiana University at Micah McFadden, a guy that has a high motor, um, a guy that when you think about a guy that's a leader on the field, a signal caller on defense, that's Micah McFadden. Oh, he's not afraid to hit you either. And he's really someone that when you're the opposing quarterback, running back, and offensive line, you have to know where he is. You have to know what, where, what movements he's making, the calls he's making, because if you don't, he could orchestrate and help put together the perfectly timed to either shift or manu- or or stunt on the D-line for a sack or be right in your face to sack you himself to really disrupt and distort what you're trying to do as an offense. So Micah McFadden's the first one that comes to my mind. He's back-to-back uh, team leader in tackles, and his leadership is very, very key, very important. For the Indiana Hoosiers, who are trying to have a lot of success, this is going to be the third year in a row where they're trying to up their play, have a better record than the year before. I know last year with the shortened season, Indiana Hoosiers played very well. The defense cannot play well, but can play well, but their ceiling is going to be limited if Michael McFadden does not play up to his ceiling on Saturdays. I couldn't agree more, Jay. When it comes to these Hoosiers, the expectations are sky high this season, and so much has been made about what Michael Penix Jr. is going to do as to how high the Hoosiers can get. But if you ask me, just as important as Michael Penix Jr. showing up is having Micah McFadden showing up on that defensive side of the ball. 
He is the embodiment of what this Indiana football culture has built over the last few years. A two-star recruit coming out of high school. This was not supposed to be somebody who had his slot just right there waiting for him. He earned it, as you mentioned, led this team in tackles the last two years. And if the Hoosiers want to be great, they got to do it on both sides of the ball. It's Michael Penix Jr. on that one side that's going to be the deal breaker. If Micah McFadden can lead this defense in the way that everyone expects him to be able to, and quite frankly, in the way that he already has, if he can just keep that up, then that side of things is going to be shored up for Indiana, no problem. You know you have that solid leader there. It's going to be a matter of what he can do with the rest of that defense and how it can help Indiana the rest of life. But I think that he and Michael, or Michael Penix Jr. are going to be two of those players who, on the same team, are two of the most impactful as to how this conference ends up playing out. Uh, the next place I wanted to go was Wisconsin, Jay. Because there's a couple of linebackers there inside and out who are really, really talented. I'm talking Jack Sanborn off the bat. Maybe the best inside linebacker in the entire country. He was insane if you looked at and I looked up just some of the pro football focus stats from last year. He was just really good at everything. I, I think it was top five in the conference in like pass rushing, run defense. Uh, tackling was really good, improved. He's someone who's really strong. And then you bring in Leo Chanel as well. Another guy who just does a little bit of everything. He was forcing fumbles. He was recovering fumbles. He got interceptions at that outside linebacker spot. So just a couple of guys who are going to be able to bring havoc there in Madison that when I was looking at the cores, I have another name on here as well, but just as far as like strongest in the league, I had Wisconsin up there as maybe my strongest candidate. Well, think about it. You mentioned Chanel and Sanborn. That's the two leading tacklers for Wisconsin's defense who opened up, looked pretty decent opening week and then, really looked really bad the rest of the season. So they're looking to really bounce back when you have a guy in Sanborn who had 52 tackles last year, Chanel who had 46. Uh, Chanel had three sacks last year as well. Sanborn, who is a Buckus Award, who is on the Buckus Award watch list right now. That type of ability and capability and success last year, bringing that back, is going to be very, very vital to the team being well. And one thing I like about this 3-4 defense that Wisconsin runs, those linebackers have to be versatile. So not, not only do they have to be vocal leaders as far as calling things out on the field, but they have to be consistently a leader and consistently versatile. And we're seeing that with, with Wisconsin's defense, Chanel and Sanborn. You talk about them, how well they play together. Wisconsin trying to get back to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game. They're going to need those two young men to play well to get back to Indiana. Yeah, it'll be a whole lot of fun to watch. And you mentioned those outside linebackers, sometimes they might as well just be defensive ends with how much they have to line up all sorts of different places. We saw it there with a guy like Chanel last season and the stats he was able to put up. You know, it's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch Wisconsin, no matter how they're doing every single year. Hopefully it's with a pretty strong defense to challenge in the Big Ten. Uh, Jay, I had more stuff to talk about here, and I have a couple of more teams that I want to touch on before we get into that, though. I do want to take a quick break. Anything before we go to touch on again before we finish things up as far as linebacker prep? No, not the moment. I'll save it for when we come back. There we go. There it is. All right. When we're back, we'll have Jay Stevens again with us to finish things up, talking linebackers here in the Big Ten as we start to get repped up for Big Ten football season in less than a month, just a few weeks away. We'll talk about all that here as we finish up our Monday show of Locked On Big Ten. You're listening in to Locked On and the Podcast Network here. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline.ag is the place to go for any of your online sportsbook needs. 
The baseball season is back underway. The NBA Finals are wrapping up. And of course, I know you're already looking at some of those football futures for the fall as well. Whatever your need may be, as far as sports betting goes, betonline.ag can help you make your money. Head on over to betonline.ag right now for all the best lines, all the news you need to make sure you're up to date before you put those bets in, and we'll get you some free money to start out with too. If you go to betonline.ag right now and use our promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on top of whatever you put into your account that first time you put money in, just add it on for free. Thanks to the people over at BetOnline. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten, here to tell you a little bit more about Bilt Bar, helping you get the show here today. Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. They have more than 15 grams of protein per bar with less than 5 net grams of carbs and 5 grams of sugars as well. It's all the healthy stuff you want without any of that unwanted filler, but great flavor too. Built Bar has 100% chocolate in every single bar, and these things taste outstanding. People are loving the new grasshopper flavor. It's supposed to be a little bit of a play on the mint brownie Girl Scout cookies that people like so much. So you can go and try that or any other flavor out right now at BuiltBar.com and save some money by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you know these guys are legit. That's Built Bar helping you get the show here today. And we thank you, Built Bar. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. We're here with Jay Stevens to preview linebackers here in the Big Ten as we're gearing up for football season just a few weeks away. And Jay, we've talked a lot about some of the best linebackers in this conference already. As we wrap up the show, I want to ask, who are some of those guys who right now may be flying a little bit under the radar, not getting the same attention as uh, Micah McFadden or those linebackers out of Wisconsin who you think could really, really break through? And I, I wanted to start the conversation just by talking about these Nebraska Cornhuskers, a team in Nebraska that obviously has people who want that football team to be really, really good again. And you've got a couple of linebackers here that are really going to be able to help. I'm talking about Jojo Doman, and I hope I'm saying that right, D-O-M-A-N-N, Doman or Doman. I wasn't sure. But anywho, he was an outstanding player who, again, is coming back for a second senior season for Nebraska. When you put him alongside a guy like Luke Reimer, he's someone who's going to be able to be really good if Reimer can stay healthy. He played a few games last season and was really impressive when he was there. Those two together, I think, are going to be something that can be really, really good for the Big Ten in Nebraska this season. And who knows? Maybe it wins the Cornhuskers an extra game or two. I don't know how much it helps as far as we were talking before, like impacts guys can have on a team because Nebraska has other stuff to worry about. But as far as those two linebackers go, I feel like if you're over there right now, you got to be pretty happy with what you've got, at least with that core. It, it seems really, really strong there. What do you think about just other schools who have something going right now? Well, I'll talk about this JoJo kid very quickly from Nebraska and then go to another school that I wanted to talk about very quickly. So JoJo, as I'm looking at my notes here, he's tied for the team lead in TFLs last year with six and a half, and he had five pass breakups, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. The Nebraska Cornhuskers are trying to grasp and hold on to anything they can that is a success in the previous year and try to replicate that success in the following season. 
with what I just stated about JoJo, a lot of people are looking at numbers because a lot of people right now don't aren't really film specific as far as describing players. I'll just show you some things he did from last year. If Scott Frost, many some of the Nebraska fans are saying Scott Frost is gone, keep Scott Frost, whatever whatever side you're on. If you're a Cornhuskers fan, you want this guy on your team. You want this guy to play like he did last year, and I firmly believe that it can that it will happen. I want to highlight something very quickly because last year at North at Northwestern, they made it to the Big Ten Championship game. They lose two two huge players in Blake Gallagher and Patty Fisher. Gallagher eighty seven tackles, Fisher eighty six tackles. There's a guy named Chris Bergen who was back there, and I just found out their nickname. Had no idea that what this trio had their nickname. The nickname is, and I'm trying to find it, the Irish Law Firm. Sounds like, of course, you're at Northwestern, a smart school, geniuses. The Irish Law Firm kind of fits them together. Chris Bergen last year, by the stats-wise, 78 total tackles, four TFLs or tackles for loss, half of a sack, and he had one interception, four pass breakups. You're losing those two guys in Gallagher and Fisher. Bringing a guy back in Chris Bergen, who was known for this hitting that's really good inside the trenches. Oh, the previous year, he had 86 tackles the previous year. So it's not like it's this, uh, he's not used to hitting, he's not used to tackling. That Northwestern defense really muddied up and really gave Ohio State some fits and some problems during the Picture Championship game because of the Irish law firm. I'm going to start using that nickname if we ever talk about all three. Because I like it. I like nicknames like that. The Irish law firm really did a phenomenal job. Until Trey Sermon kind of got loose in that game, they really muddied up the water and made things really, really hard for Justin Fields in that Ohio State offense. Yes, Gallagher's gone. Yes, Fisher is gone. But Bergen's still there. That is a name I believe people in the Big Ten need to remember, need to watch. Because the Northwestern Wildcats, they've lost a lot. But Pat Fitzgerald is going to do what's needed to get this team on a good path this season yeah there's a lot of question marks in the big 10 this year i feel like over the last few years we've learned that one of those things that we can erase the question mark on is whether or not pat fitzgerald can coach that football team because he's done an outstanding job on the field in recruiting people are still scratching their heads wondering how he's getting at those players over to evanston he's done outstanding and it seems like if you think northwestern is just going to not be there in the big 10 this season yeah. you're probably not as prepared as you should be for the upcoming fall in football in the Big Ten. Jay, linebackers are huge in college football. We've talked about a lot of them in the Big Ten here. Overall, I mean, I feel like the conference is pretty strong at this position right now. It's not like, you know, you can compare all these kind of things, especially with the way that football works in college, where everyone's playing for the most part, people in their own conference. But as far as just like the state of the position right now in the Big Ten, I'm feeling pretty good about the crop of linebackers that we've got coming in this season and the excitement we're going to be able to watch coming out of it. I'm, I feel right there with you. And with the Big Ten football, kind of like Big Ten basketball, you're used to physical play, kind of muddy it up, kind of dirty it up. The linebacker position has to be very, very smart and different than others. Because if you're a Big Ten big man in basketball, yeah, you could be a guy that plays down low, that's not very versatile. You could just bang down low and be really good and make a name for yourself in Big Ten play. However, when it comes to football, with there being so many variations, so many different offenses that are being thrown at you, uh, so many times the quarterback, you may have, have to spy the quarterback. So your ability to and desire to maybe just stay in the box, forget that. The coach needs you to go sideline 
to sideline, to spy and to watch and to eye the quarterback, or just spy and eye and to watch a certain player on the opposition on the opposite team, you have to be very, very versatile. So we're used to the the Big Ten football players, not so much as we used to be being just just right in the right in the box, dirty things up. These guys are very, very versatile, and so. I, that's part of the reason why I like it. It's kind of weird that the previous year there were nine guys on the Buckets Watch Award watch list preseason for the Big Ten. This year there's only six. That seems very, very low for the caliber of linebacker the Big Ten normally produces at the end of the season. I bet you we'll find more names, possible names, maybe a couple of names that aren't on the watch list right now that could win the Buckets Award at the end of the season. That's a reason why they call it the quarterback of the defense. The linebacker has to do a little bit of everything. And when you're playing in the Big Ten, you know that that's not going to come with any sort of breaks any Saturday afternoon or evening. Jay Stevens is the host of the Locked On Buckeyes podcast every single weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And he joins us here on Mondays on Locked On Big Ten to talk about, well, whatever's going on over the weekend in the conference. Jay, thanks again for coming on to talk to us here on a Monday. Before we let you go, remind people how they can get in touch with you and everything you're doing. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. That is Stevens with a P-H. Follow, subscribe to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast. Subscribe to the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page. The podcast, Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Locked on Buckeyes. YouTube, every single day, unless, I got to say, unless there are technical difficulties, which sometimes happen, there will be a video. I'm going to start putting up some shorter videos as well, less than 10 minutes, so you could get just more Buckeye news in a shorter amount of time so everybody stays up to date with what's going on with the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's awesome. That's smart, too. We're going to have to start doing something like that with the shorter videos over at the Locked On Big Ten YouTube page, which, again, you can subscribe to at YouTube as well. Our Twitter is at Locked On Big Ten. That's Locked On Big One Zero, not T-E-N, on Twitter. And, again, follow us there on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcasts right now and my personal Twitter at Nate with Sports if you want to keep up with the stuff that I'm doing. Until tomorrow, and we'll be back with Kevin McGuire on everything else that happens in the Big Ten from now until tomorrow. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On Big Ten.